Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. In today's episode, I would like to talk about the power of unity and how this kingdom principle has been so lost in our modern times. It's confusing and replaced with the world's perspective on how to heal the brokenness within humanity. Part of learning to detox your mind from the false teachings of this world is to identify that which is found in God's word and is biblical truth and that which is a broken down, less than godly version, which will always lead to pain, oppression, and keep people from thriving in a healthy lifestyle, one that God actually intends for his children. Part of the reason so many people have been deceived, even many Christians, is because the strategic actions of the army of darkness— Satan has influenced global leaders for generations to slowly move away from all things good and godly, and to twist ideologies, laws, and education to sound good, to look like they're doing good for the people, but because they are not based in truth from God, they lead to a divided and burdened world, and people do not understand why. Why can we not live in peace? Why does there only seem to be a growing hatred and divide among the people of this world, despite more education, more social justice groups, more protests, and equality awareness? Why are the ways of the world not working? So in order to live a life of freedom and victory, we must become talented at discerning lies and truth. So, the next two to three episodes, I will be taking some of the most common misbeliefs or worldly teachings that Satan has used to keep people in bondage. Many of these evil belief systems have existed in similar forms since the beginning of time, and people continue to be duped by the evil schemes and then unknowingly must suffer the consequences. Before diving deeper into this topic, I want to remind you of some of the important themes we've discussed in the past on this show. How to walk through life with a kingdom perspective. Thinking and viewing your life through the mindset that can only be found in God's word. We must first identify the lie, expose it for what it is, an evil agenda to keep people from a passionate relationship with the Lord, then to fully reject it with your will and then to replace those thoughts, feelings, and false doctrines with godly truth, reading it, speaking it, and willfully setting your mind on eternity to resist your human instinct of returning to worldly ideology. Because let's face it, if we are immersed in it each and every day, so as mighty warriors with kingdom mindsets, We must stay aligned with the Spirit of God within us and keep retraining our belief systems daily through the only absolute truth that exists, found in God's Word. So the idea of unity was God's plan from the beginning, since creation, that He would coexist with man in the garden, that we would be in holy union with Him as family, 
as perfect image bearers of who he is, who he designed us to be. But we all know what happened there. Since that time, until the time of Jesus, God's people struggled to find a way to connect to him, often holding on by a thread through the words of a prophet or through the demonstration of a miracle. But it seems so easy for the people of God to stray, as they did not truly feel nor understand how to live in perfect union with their Creator. But then came Jesus. God sent His one and only Son to become the mediator, to be the connector for Jew and Gentile alike in having a genuine and intimate relationship with the Father of Heaven. Not only did the death and resurrection of Jesus secure the way for salvation and eternal unity with God, but Jesus demonstrated through his lifestyle, through his words and interactions with others, just how to live in unison with his Father. Even though he himself was God, as he was part of the triune Godhead since the creation, he showed that true unity comes through submission and serving others, and that the fullness of unity can only happen through self-sacrifice and suffering. If that were not enough, when Jesus left this earth and ascended into heaven, he said, I will send a helper so that you will do even greater things than when I was with you. So God sent his very own spirit to come and live on the inside of each and every believer, restoring his presence and creating a connection and unity with humankind once again, as he had originally designed in the garden. So, if we believe this to be true, why does it seem like so many Christians do not live in this kind of relationship with the Lord, genuinely feeling one with Him? Jesus speaks aloud to His Father in John 17, 22-23, saying, I have given them the glory you have given me, so that they may be one, as we are one, I in them, and you in me that they may be perfectly united so that the world may know that you sent me and have loved them just as you have loved me. So as Jesus lives in us and we are one with him, so we are to be inspired by this union that out of the overflow of this relationship we share with the creator of the universe himself, we would bring unity to our marriages, our families, to the greater body, and finally to be an example, like Jesus was, of how to share the love of God with every person and atmosphere you enter. How well do you think the global Church of Christ is demonstrating this unity? You know what I think? I think the general message that the world receives from Christians today is that they are legalistic, they care about rules more than people, they are judgmental, and that overall, Christians do not love people for who they are. Is that Christ-like? Is that the image of God we are to be displaying? Now, some of these perceptions are due to pure demonic influence, that a person who does not yet know Jesus, who has not studied the Bible to learn the true character of God, and who is currently steeped in their own sin, they will feel unloved, unworthy, and judged by Christians, and deep down by God himself, just because of the shame and condemnation that naturally accompanies sin. That is why everyone needs the forgiveness and salvation that can only be found in making Jesus your Savior. He is 
the only answer to finding true and lasting freedom. But there are some very good points about the overall nature and behaviors that some Christians display that should be addressed, ones that Jesus himself addressed over and over throughout his time of ministry. There are two very destructive teachings that some might argue are with good intentions or are rooted in some type of godliness. But these are distorted and perverted ways of thinking, influenced by Satan. It is the desire to be right and the need to win. In the spiritual realm, these are called a religious spirit and a political spirit. Again, these are demonic themes that have existed since the beginning of time. Because if we do not stay tethered to the anchor of God's word and his spirit, humankind has a tendency to drown in their unhealthy and ungodly ways of dealing with real life issues that plague our society. Whether it's fighting against a patriarchal system or rising up in feminist protest, or perhaps it's that you want to take a stand for social justice and civil rights believing that more education on diversity or equality will be the solution. These are just a few of many worldly belief systems that have failed us and left us as a modern society more divided, more angry, more offended than ever before. You see, because every person, whether they have a relationship with God or not, they have this seed of his heart inside of them. He did indeed create each person in his image. And so we all have the desire to be loved for who we are, the need for respect. And for many people, they feel that righteous anger to fight for justice, for that which seems good and true. But unless we are using the word of God as our guide, unless we have submitted our lives to Jesus and have pressed into sharing his heart, his values, I assure you, we will get it all wrong. Let's use the war between liberals and conservatives in the United States as an example. I know, (laughs) touchy subject, but one that needs to be addressed. Each side has their issues they believe are right. Everything from constitutional rights to civil liberties. Each side can have very passionate arguments that seem logical and even quite emotionally stirring as to how their side knows best how they can change the world, or at least the United States, for the better. Each party has their platform for how they want to make people's lives better, based on their opinions of what is right or wrong. But something I've talked about over and over in this podcast is that we cannot trust the human heart. It is fickle, and our hearts, or rather our emotions, are the vehicle to our thinking, which directs our actions. So, unless our hearts are aligned with God's, in unity and one with his spirit, then we will surely be led astray by a spirit of deception. And these evil spirits that cause division primarily are the religious spirit and a political spirit. A religious spirit uses rules and man-made opinions to prove its point, taking great pride in being right. In the Bible, the Pharisees had a religious spirit. They knew the scriptures and all the man-made laws perfectly and used them against people to prove how smart they were and also used these arguments to prove how holy and righteous they were. But they met their match when Jesus came along. No matter how the Pharisees tried to trick Jesus with quoting and challenging him with scripture, Jesus always had an answer. 
and it was an answer with truth and love. You see, a religious and political spirit is self-centered. The desire to be right or the need to win will always distract you from the one thing that truly matters, love. And Jesus demonstrated that perfectly by being self-sacrificing and willing to submit himself to the Father for the benefit of others. It was never about his need to be heard or seen as great, as wise, or as the victor. But in the end, he was all of those because he loved well. Satan has a political spirit that he continues to use through the leaders of this world, as he did in biblical times. The desire for power, for the feeling of control and domination over others, is the core of a political spirit that, again, is a distraction and a demonic influence that deters people from loving others. Satan thought he had won the day Jesus was crucified. He didn't know God's eternal plan, but he did know there was something very special, very important about Jesus. So he had him murdered. But then Jesus descended into hell, taking the keys that would set captives free and ascended into heaven. And three days later, Jesus resurrected from the dead, establishing victory over sin and death for all of eternity. Love wins. And a political spirit will always cause death and destruction. Let's look at this example. In the case of liberals and conservatives or Democrats and Republicans, it literally causes our nation to be pitted against each other. And each election leaves one party feeling like they won or like they lost. How does this bring unity to a country? Then from there, issues are presented and argued within local and national governments. And then on up from there to the Supreme Court where flawed, broken, sinful humans decide what is right or wrong. Laws that are to govern our lives and create doctrines that establish lifestyle standards are constantly changing, again, based on flawed human emotion. How confusing and unhealthy is this cycle? And anything that is not based in biblical truth will eventually lead to the destruction of humankind. I would like to pose this question. When have two-sided arguments ever worked to bring healing or unity to a situation? Men against women, husbands against wives, black against white, straight against gay, one religious belief against another, one side fighting to be heard for their demands to be met, believing that true justice will not happen unless the other side agrees with them committing to think like them, act like them, or perhaps it's just the demand to constantly receive affirmation for who they choose to be or how they choose to live their lives. And without it, the great divide continues, and no one feels like they win. When Jesus went to minister to the woman at the well, she was defensive because of how she had been treated in society in the past. She thought that he would judge her for being married five times, that he would treat her poorly because she was a Samaritan and he was a Jew. But Jesus proved to her that none of those things would keep him from demonstrating his love and acceptance for her. He taught her in one moment, in one interaction, God's heart for her. What would our world be like today if we as Christians rightly defined as imitators of Christ, 
what if we treated people in this manner? Not trying to preach at them or convince them of how they are right or wrong. Not with an attitude that our side must win. I think we can even see this political spirit within church denominations. A comparison of who has more accurate doctrine, who has more church attendance, who does more mission trips, who is winning. This was never God's design in how we are to bring the good news to the ends of the earth. In order to experience revival and the kind of reformation that would actually bring healing to our land, we must once again throw out the strategies of this world. Do not set out to prove others wrong, to make them believe what you believe. Rather, go and love others. Through the simple and practical demonstrations of submitting to the will of God, to serving others, being willing to sacrifice your need to be heard, to be right or to win, to suffer alongside others, to feel their pain and be a witness to their injustices, to do life with those who need to see the Jesus in you. Tell them the stories of how God changed your life and continues to minister to your heart daily. Let the testimony of God's love and the oneness you share with Him bring unity to those around you. And may this desire for biblical truth of deep, life-changing revelation reverberate to the deepest recesses of your mind and cause you to reject a religious or a political spirit. It will never accomplish what you hoped it would. Even if you convince someone to think like you think, to agree with your ideas and your arguments, Even if it seems like your side is winning, in the end, we all lose. But when we align our minds with the Holy Spirit, when we demonstrate the love of Jesus to others, now we are accomplishing the will of God on the earth. And His truth will always bring people together in a type of like-minded, heart-healing unity that would truly be a miracle. Join me next week as I continue to discuss the common misbeliefs of this world that cause people to live in bondage. Until then, be blessed in your mind and in your spirit. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.